you and honor you all. God bless you. Just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. <laughs> Just keep sharing. God bless you.
God bless you, Oba Penin. Esmel, Mamesewa, God bless you. Princess Macarius, God bless you. Auntie, God bless you. Anita Pobi, God bless you. Kwekwe Shram, God bless you. Just keep sharing, just keep sharing. God bless you, Kobe Chris. Also for God bless you. God bless you. I was supposed to call, but I was a bit tired. That's why I couldn't call. I will, I will still call for us to talk. Okay. God bless you. God bless you, Prophetess Jamie Kwashi. God bless you, man of God. God bless you. My regards to the man of the house, Apostle Joshua Kwashi. God bless you. And to the adorable Princess Menorah. God bless you. God bless you. Just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. Get your notepads and your pens ready. The Lord is about to bless us tonight. Get your notepads and your pens ready. And get your spirits fired up and alert even to receive from the Lord. My God.
Father, we bless you. We bless you. up your voice begin to bless the name of the lord just lift up your voice begin to bless the name of the lord father we bless you we give you all the praise and the glory we honor you oh god in the name of the lord jesus we bless you we bless you we bless you father Lift up your voice, bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord, lift up your voice. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless you, we honor you, Lord. We give you praise, we give you praise. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Father, we exalt you. Shada da ba da ga da ba da ga da ba. I kolomo shiramalande gedebekapai. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Father. We give you all the praise and the glory. We give you all the praise and the glory. 
Have your way tonight, O God. Have your way tonight, O God. Have your way tonight, O God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. My Just keep sharing. Within a few minutes, within a few minutes, we are zooming into the Word of God. Within a few minutes, Father, we exalt you. We give you all the praise, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, we bless you. We give you praise. We exalt you tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you, Father. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise. You want to tell God that, Lord, tonight, let your word minister to my soul. Let your word minister to my spirit. Let your word minister to my body. Let there be a transformation in my soul and even a quickening in my mortal body. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Kalado Shimarabai, Pretizo, Palamande, Eco Shapratiza, Zireto Shelemekapai. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We exalt you, Lord Jesus. We honor you. We give you all the glory. Thou art the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of the universe. In thee there is no darkness. Mighty God, your children have gathered before you, O God. We lift up your name on high. We know, O God, thou art the everlasting Father. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Even for this wonderful moment in your presence, we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus, your word is already anointed. Let your word come forth with power that it will minister life even to the spirits, the souls, and the bodies of your people. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask, O God, that you will stretch forth your mighty hand upon your people. The word of God says that the entrance of thy word giveth light and it giveth understanding even unto the simple. Let the light of your word even enter into the hearts of your people that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that the power in your word, the Bible says that and Jesus entered into the synagogue to teach the word and the power of God was present to heal. I declare that as your word is coming forth, I know and believe that the power to heal is even at work. Therefore, I declare as your word is coming, I pray let every sickness be healed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Transform the lives of your people even by this word. I'm just a vessel. Touch my lips with celestial coals of fire. Let me communicate even your heart, even to your people, that they will understand their purposes and give heed even unto your voice, that they will walk even according to your will, that your name alone will be glorified. I thank you. I give you praise even in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you and God bless you. I want to welcome all of you once again to this evening session of the teachings. I believe that the hand of God will come upon you and your life is going to be transformed. I believe strongly that the grace of God will be massive and mighty upon your destiny and the Lord will quicken you by the power in his word cause you to jump up on your feet and take charge of whatever he God has written concerning your destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus Jesus said lo I come in the volumes of the book that is written of me to do thy will O God Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7 lo I come in the volumes of the book that is written concerning me to do thy will O God I pray that the volumes of the book whatever is written concerning your life even in the volumes of the book would gain manifestation in the mighty name of the lord jesus i pray for you nothing can abort your destiny as that way god has spoken will definitely and surely come to pass in your life in jesus precious mighty name amen 
All right, all right, all right. We give God all the praise. We give God all the glory. Tonight is another wonderful moment, and I believe strongly that God is going to cause our eyes even to be open. God is going to cause our eyes to be open unto many things that we thought we understand. That later we will know that we had only little understanding into that. So please. I want you to give me a rapt attention. Give me the attention in your spirit, your soul, and your body. Let every part of you be tuned according to the frequency of the spirit and make sure nothing distracts you. If a certain TV channel is distracting you, kindly put the TV off. Kindly put the TV off. If anything is trying to distract you, kindly disconnect yourself, dissociate yourself from that thing. Get your notepads and pens ready. Don't only listen with your brain, but listen with your spirit, your heart, and even your body as well. All right, God bless you. God bless you. Tonight we are handling a very critical matter in life. A very critical matter in life. And what we are talking about is decoding your destiny. Decoding your destiny. Decoding your destiny. Decoding your destiny. Now, first you need to understand destiny before you now know how or let me say before you now understand the word decoding you need to know destiny before you understand decoding because if destiny is a normal raw thing that everybody can easily know there wouldn't be any way that it must be decoded i don't know if i'm getting the point i'm making if destiny was like face that everybody can walk and look at your face if destiny is like the faces of people that everybody can look at your face then there wouldn't be any need even for the decrypting and the decoding of destiny destiny is hidden that is why it must be decoded so as antifongo ma etin etinai imudu ba kwese shebre emuni pamomaso na obi ehunu destiny is not written straightforward physically on the forehead of a man that you can just see and move there is one it is easy for people to look at you and despise you just by looking at you people can just look at you and easily despise you because they have not gained understanding into the matters of your destiny and one of the most tragic things in this world is that a man will be alive and not know his destiny very painful it is a waste of time it is a waste of life that a man will live on the earth and not know his destiny destiny must be decoded until a man decides to run after what is hidden he will never know what is hidden until a man is eager to decode that is to tell you the moment you hear decoding you have to understand that then the thing is actually coded and when we say something is coded it means you need a code to break the seal 
that is like having an ecolac or let me say a suitcase that you have certain things inside the suitcase but the suitcase has been locked it has been locked with a certain number you don't know what is in the suitcase but you can see the suitcase over there until you are able to unlock that suitcase you will never know what is inside and you will never know how those things inside the suitcase are going to be useful to your life that is how destiny is it must be unlocked before a person can start working in it so follow me carefully why is it that destiny is coded why wasn't it so straight for everybody to know why wasn't it so easy for everybody to pick it like stones on the ground understand that there is always a difference between a stone and a gold there is always a difference between stones and gold when people are going to bring out gold they can lay down their lives listen sometimes gold as is actually hidden inside stones men will break stones and throw stones away because that is not what they are looking for they are actually looking for gold so the gold actually is hidden in stones the stones must be broken before the gold is found and most of the times it is at the risk of your life that you get that gold that is how destiny is so until if somebody wants to destroy your destiny then it means the person is actually risking his life to destroy your own because your life is actually hidden your destiny is hidden so the person that wants to destroy your destiny must understand the code of your destiny every destiny has a code every destiny has a code the one that knows the code can decode that destiny and either destroys it or makes it great so follow me carefully every destiny has a code the person that knows that code can either destroy the destiny or make it great so when you discover the code of your own destiny you decode your destiny and make your destiny great but when the devil discovers the code of your destiny he will decode your destiny and destroy your life so how can we find the code of our destinies that is why we are here tonight we are about to decode our destiny get your notepads and pens ready something is about to fall on you in the name of the lord jesus a certain knowledge from above will hit your spirit you will now say ah so this is why these things are happening to me that is when you will know that there is an uncoding of your destiny follow me now let's talk a little bit about decoding before we hit destiny decoding is just a normal english 
So let's just um, understand it from the normal um, perspective. To decode, many of us have iPhones and um, let me say Android phones, and sometimes when you get a new phone, the you go to the settings there's a place called security when you go to that security they will ask you either to put a code on your phone so that you will be the only person that will get access to the files that are on the phone so you are the one that will set the code and because you are the one that has set the code you are the only person that can decode that thing the moment somebody finds the code you placed on your phone, the person can gain access to the files that are on your phone. So there are many things we don't want people to know. So we put certain codes on them. And those codes are known to us only. So once the code is known, then somebody can gain access into what we are trying to hide and at that point the thing is not hidden anymore because what was making it hidden actually is the code once the thing the code which is actually hiding your destiny is broken your destiny is laid bare before everybody so the question is who actually set the code over my destiny who set the code over your destiny? Who set the code over your destiny? Are you the one that set the code over your own destiny? So if we are the ones that have set the codes over our own destiny, why don't we know what we are supposed to become? This is to tell you that the codes of our destinies are actually not created by us they are created by god follow me and this one is a whole series on its own we will not be able to finish tonight i'm just giving an introduction and a foundation tonight so get that that is why i'm going so slow but by the time we hit a certain dimension my god the lord will ignite your spirit some of you you cannot sit down and write. You just jump up and start speaking in tongues. So follow. It is God that set the code over our destiny. Because God knows that our destiny is precious. If he makes we human beings set codes on our own destiny, the devil can quickly decode it and destroy our destinies. So God placed the code on our own destinies. And he actually wanted us to come to him to decode that destiny. So until a man goes to God, his destiny can never be decoded by God. Now listen to me. And until God decodes your destiny, any other person that finds ways and means to decode certain parts of your destiny can destroy that destiny. 
follow. I'm just laying a foundation. We are just talking about decoding. So the same way you have placed a certain four number pin code on your phone so that even when you are not there, once the screen locks, nobody can open the, the phone and just go to certain files unless you are there. It is the same way our destinies have been coded. Have you understood the decoding aspect? Good. Now, let's move to the matter of destiny. Let's move to the matter of destiny. What is destiny? What is destiny? And many of you are going to get shocked by some of the things I'm going to say. What is destiny? What is destiny? What is destiny? Many of us were thought, like they, they told us that, you know, um, you came to this earth and you said you want to be a medical doctor. So when you, have, when you become a medical doctor, you have fulfilled destiny. That is a big lie. That is a very big lie. Anything, follow me. I'm about to say something big here. Anything you plan on your own, anything you decide on your own, anything you, only you, you sit down to plan, to do, can have an effect on your destiny, but that actually is not destiny. So if you decide to become a lawyer, lawyer is not your destiny. But being a lawyer can affect your destiny. So the question actually is, what is your destiny? So becoming a medical doctor is not destiny. It is a career. There is a difference between destiny and career. So what at all is destiny? Now, for you to come to the place of answering this question, you first need to understand something. And that what you need to know is that who is the author of destiny? Who is the beginner? Who started destiny? Who started destiny? Until you get to know the person that starts destiny, every definition you give about destiny is wrong. And now get this. There is no destiny. I'm about to say something very big to hear. There is no destiny outside Christ. Write it down. There is no destiny outside Christ. Somebody's asking, what are, what are you trying to say, man of God? What was the meaning of that? Let me, let me start breaking things down for you to get it. 
Now, let me go straight to the point and let you know that the one that created destiny is God. The one that created destiny is God. So, God is the author, the creator of destiny. Now, if we have seen that God is the creator and the author of destiny, then what is destiny? If God is the one that created destiny, then everything in destiny should actually refer itself to God. If God is the one that created destiny, then there shouldn't be any way you can mention destiny without God. That might not be destiny. Follow me. There is a reason I've taken my time so that we can understand things. Because many of you don't understand destiny. And as a believer, you need to know this. God is the beginner, the creator of destiny. And I want you to get this. I want to say something big too. Do you know that God himself, he has a destiny? God has a destiny. God, he has a destiny. God has a destiny. Somebody's like, hey, man of God, what are you trying to say? How can God, the creator of the universe, have a destiny? How? God has a destiny. And the destiny of God is called Christ. Write it down. The destiny of God is called Christ. Hmm. The destiny of God is called Christ. I said, God has a destiny. And the destiny of God is called Christ. So anytime you hear Christ, you are actually making mention of God's destiny. Anytime you hear Christ in your ears, you are actually making mention of God's destiny. That is why there is nothing God will ever do outside Christ. Follow me. You see, many of us human beings, when we hear Christ, we have a different understanding. But when God Himself hears Christ, you are saying, when God hears Christ, it actually means my destiny. God actually knows that Christ is my destiny. Because everything God has ever started and is doing and will forever continue to do. Is called Christ. That is all. There is nothing about God that is outside Christ. So Christ actually is the fullness of God. The fullness of God, the Godhead, is Christ. Hmm. 
Now, we are talking about destiny. So get this. If God is the beginning of destiny, and He Himself, He has a destiny, and His destiny is called Christ, then every, every other destiny must be fulfilled in Christ. What am I trying to say? Follow me carefully. I want to break this thing down so that you don't get confused. In the sight of God, the Father, the one that is seated on the throne, in His sight, destiny is only one. Follow me. In the sight of God, there is only one destiny in His universe. In the sight of God. There is only one destiny, and that destiny is called Christ. In fact, that Christ is also God's destiny. <laughs> this is why anything that shares itself in Christ has a certain closeness to God. Let me just keep this word, um, this statement that I just made for another moment. I will explain what I mean. So now, in the very sight of God, destiny is one. But now, God has created a lot of things. God, He has created a lot of things. And all the things that God has created, He has given each and everything He has made a specific assignment and a role to play in the destiny, which is Christ. So destiny is one, which is Christ. But everything that God has made has an assignment in the destiny called Christ. And that assignment that every creature that God has made is to fulfill is known specifically to that creature as that creature's destiny. Are you getting the picture now? Let me, let me just take it again before I give a certain um, analogy. Now, there is one destiny in the whole wide world. And that destiny is called Christ. Now, in this destiny called Christ, God has created a lot of things in this universe. And all those things that God has made, God has given them specific rules and assignments to play in fulfilling that Christ that is God's destiny so each and every creature that God has made has an assignment and a role to play in Christ which is the destiny so if we are talking about a tree a tree has 
a role to play in fulfilling Christ, which is the destiny. So that tree, the role and the assignment that the tree is supposed to play becomes the destiny of the tree. Are you getting the point? Good. So now, let's take this as an example. Let's say you are in Kumasi and you are supposed to go to Accra. Now, going to Accra actually is the destiny. Going to Accra is the destiny. But before you can get up, from Kumasi and go to Accra, a lot of things must start happening inside you, the human being. First, your eyes must open from sleep. When your eyes open from sleep, your legs must stand and take you from where you are to the bathroom to go and take your bath. It is your hand that will fetch the water carry the water and take it to the bathroom it is your hand that will bath your entire body after your hand has bathed your entire body you will sit down and get something to eat your your hand will prepare the food but it is your tongue that will taste the food but it is also your stomach that will take the food inside itself and start digesting after that you are supposed to to get up and walk, take clothes, wear, enter into a car and drive straight to Accra. So now, before you could move to Accra, certain parts of you had roles to play in that journey that you are about to take. Because if your eyes had not opened, if your legs decided not to work, you would have found it very difficult to get to Accra from Kumasi. At that point, it means that your destiny, which is moving from Kumasi to Accra, has been attacked. Are you following? Great. So in your movement from Kumasi to Accra, your eyes had a role to play. It was your eyes that was telling you, that was showing you where to pass in order to get to the Accra station and pick a car. Or it was your eyes that was even directing you where you are supposed to drive your car towards in order to get to Accra. So there are parts of your bodies that had roles to play in your destiny to Accra. It is the same way every part of the universe, everything God has created, has a role to play in the destiny which is called Christ. So it is the destiny of your eyes to see. It is the destiny of your nose to breathe and smell. It is the destiny of your tongue to taste. It is the destiny of your your ears to hear and listen these are the roles that parts of your bodies are playing in order to get you to where you are supposed to be 
it is the same way God has given roles and assignments to all the things he has created in order for Christ, which is the greatest destiny, to be fulfilled. So once the eyes decide not to work, it means that your assignment to move from Kumasi to Accra, which is your destiny, has been hijacked. Are you following? Great, great, great. Now, with this little understanding, let us then talk about the definition of destiny with, with relation to man. Do you get why I'm saying with relation to man? Do you, do, you, do you understand why I said, let us get the definition of destiny with relation to man? Do you understand why I said that? Good, good. That is to tell you that man has a certain specific role to play in the fulfillment of Christ. Trees also have their roles that they are supposed to play. It is different from the role of man. But we all, our roles are actually in the fulfillment of one great destiny called Christ. And those roles are actually our specific destinies. So as you are here, you have a specific destiny. I have my specific destiny. But all these destinies are supposed to come together in order to fulfill one great destiny called Christ. Are you getting the point now? Good. So now, with man, there is a definition of destiny with man and now focus write this down write this down with man when you are asked what is destiny you will say destiny is the spiritual path the spiritual pathway the spiritual pathway of the soul destiny is the spiritual pathway of the soul on earth destiny is the spiritual pathway of the soul on earth based on the predeterminate counsel of God destiny is the spiritual pathway of the soul on earth based on the predeterminate counsel of God. Destiny, I take it again, is the spiritual pathway of the soul on earth based on the predeterminate counsel of God. Now, I want to start taking it one by one so that you can actually understand what I mean. The first thing you need to know 
about the destiny of man is that it is a spiritual pathway. So let's take spiritual pathway. Spiritual pathway. Understand that destiny is a pathway. Obra Shebre eye ekwan shebre eye ekwan shebre eye ekwan sa ekwan we no eye hunhun mu kwan a eye hunhun akwantu obi a nipa kra ene tu sa kwan nipa kra ene tu sa hunhun mu akwantu no sa hunhun ma kwantu a nipa kra ene tu no ye frane shebre the spiritual pathway of the soul so destiny is a pathway it is a way it is a way how many of us remember the scripture that jesus christ came to the earth and he said i am the way i am the way I am the way. So what was Christ trying to say? I am the way. And if destiny is the spiritual pathway, then Christ actually was saying that I am destiny. I am the destiny of God. I am the way. And he said, no one goes to the Father except through that way which I am. So if destiny is a pathway, then the pathway must actually have a beginning and an end. If destiny is a pathway, then the pathway must have a beginning and an end. Se shebre eye kwain dia, eye kwain no ewo se inya shasye eye wiye. Jesus himself came and he said, I am the beginning and the end. <laughs> he said, I am the beginning. And the end. We end at a place. And that place is a dimension of God called the Father. The Father. Let me break it down for you to understand. According to the understanding of God's destiny, According to the understanding of God's destiny, the Father, the Father, the word Father actually means source, 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 or the beginning of something. So the Father is the one that actually started life. And he is the one that is ending life. So from the beginning 
to the end. So we start life from the Father and we end in the Father. But the pathway that a person walks on in order to move from the beginning, which is the Father, to the end, which is the Father, that pathway is actually called Christ. In fact, that is the destiny. Are you getting the picture? Let me let you understand this um, in a simple way. Those times when we were in JHS, in mathematics, there was a certain topic called construction. And in construction, um, we were using the compass. And they will say, make a circle. A circle. So now, when you are using a compass to make a circle, you realize that under normal circumstance, a perfect circle moves in the way that where it starts is the exact point it ends. Have you, have you realized that? Good. This actually is the definition of the beginning and the end. So when God says, I am the beginning and the end, he's not actually talking about a straight line. He's actually speaking of a circular motion. Where the same place he started is the same place we are ending. So the pathway from beginning to the end is a circle. The pathway from the beginning to the end is actually a circle. And that circle is the pathway. In fact, it is the destiny of God. That circle is what we call Christ. That circle is what we call Christ. Because without passing through that circle there is no way you can come to the end even though you were you began from the beginning but until you pass through that circular motion you cannot get back to the same beginning which has now become the end are you getting my point now that is why jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no one no one can get to the father except by me you when the moment you get yourself outside the circle you have you can't get to the father there is no way because the only way to the father is through that circle which is christ today i'm laying a foundation to start getting destiny well Now, if the same place that things began is the same place that things are ending, then there is something we need to understand about our human destinies. 
if the same place that life began is the same place that life is ending, then there is something peculiar about our human destinies. What is that thing? That thing is called predestination. Write it down. Predestination. 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 Now, the word predestination, the word pre actually means before. And destination actually speaks of the end. Pre is before, and destination is the end. So, what actually is predestination? Predestination here is speaking of before the end. Before the end. Now, every destiny, that is why I said destiny is a pathway, and every pathway must have a beginning and an end. Every destiny, which is a pathway, must have a beginning and an end. And now, the end actually of our human destiny is the Father. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except by me. Our destination, which is the end, is the Father. So, the Father actually is our destination. The Father is our destination. The Father is our destination. If the Father is our destination, and the word Father also means source or beginning, then the same person that is our end, he is the same person that is our beginning. If the same person that is our end is our beginning, then he must know something about our end. He must know something about the, our pathway. Let me make it simple for you to understand. It is like you were born, you are in Accra right now. You are in Accra. And you have been asked to go to Kumasi from Accra. Pass through, after you have gone to Kumasi, come back to Cape Coast. When you get to Cape Coast, Move from Cape Coast back to Accra. Follow what I'm, I'm saying. Let me just make it simple so that you, it will not get complicated for you to um, miss the understanding in it. You are, now, you are in Accra and your mother said, Go and get something for me in Kumasi and come back to Accra. So now, when you were moving from Accra to Kumasi, you passed through a lot of places. You passed through Amasaman, you passed through Pokwasi, you passed through Nsawem, you got to Suhum, you got to places like Konongo, Ejoso, and all those other places, and you ended up in Kumasi. 
Now, after doing what you were supposed to do in Kumasi, you decided to go back. Now, going back to Accra actually means you are going back to your beginning. Do you know that? Good. But this time around, that beginning that you are going back to is actually your end point. It is where you are going to end. That is your destination. So, Kumasi actually is not your destination. The fact that you go to Kumasi safely does not mean that you have fulfilled destiny. Destiny is only when you have done what you were supposed to do in Kumasi and you have come back to Accra to meet your father that sent you. So, fulfillment of destiny is actually at a place called destination until a man meets the father. He has never fulfilled destiny. Mm. But the, the tragic part of this whole thing is that people who move from Accra get to Kumasi and they think that is all. Understand, even though you have the role to play in Kumasi, Kumasi is not your destination. You have to get back to Accra. And do you know that when you are getting back to Accra from Kumasi, do you know that the same pathway, you, when you get to Insawam, you will know that you passed through Insawam before going to Kumasi. But you are still passing through the same route back to Accra. Do you know that? Good. Now, this is to tell you that the way we are actually passing through to our destination, we have already passed on before. A <laughs> a year fast so I come back to our destination. Ya fast acquire so that it brand aye fast acquire so that no. That is what we call predestination. So your destination was already done before. Ah, balada shaya. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The reason why some of you, you can move from Kumasi to Accra and never be missing is because you have been traveling on that road several times. When the driver moves through a different route, you say, driver, where are you going? We are going to Accra. Where are you passing? That is to tell you that you know the road on which you are traveling. This is destiny. Destiny is the path. So from Kumasi to Accra, that is the pathway, that is destiny. But when you get back to Accra, you are actually at your destination. But the thing is, your destination, you were already first sent from your destination. 
So where you are actually going to end, it was where you were sent from. That is what predestination is all about. So you see, we are all going back to the Father, but we all came from the Father. We all, we came from the Father, and we are, he, he the same person too that we are going back to. So now, our destination actually was prepared before. So before God even formed you in your mother's womb, He predestined your life. Now let us let us go. I have laid a lot of foundations for you to understand. I've used a lot of analogies, scenarios, illustrations, and examples for you to understand. If you still don't understand, I think we need to baptize you in Lake Bosomche. Alright, so follow me. Some of you are now understanding destiny better. So this is to tell you that where we are actually going as our destination, that is the same place we started from. That is the same place we started from. And that is what predestination is about. So before, before God brought you to this earth, he predestined your life. And there are things that happened in predestination. Follow me. Predestination. So now, two things happened in predestination. Two things happened in predestination. Now, let me start from this point so that you get, you get everything clearly. Je- Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Somebody can post it here. You can post it here. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Now, there is God who has appeared to Jeremiah. He was a young boy by then. God appeared to him and said, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations before i formed you in the womb i knew and <laughs> i love the amplified version so now let's look at what what is happening here before god formed jeremiah in his mother's womb the first thing that god understood or did to jeremiah was that first he knew jeremiah so right knowledge or let, make it foreknowledge, 
foreknowledge, F-O-R-E, then you add knowledge to it. We are talking about predestination here. Foreknowledge. So God said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew. I knew thee. And he said, and I consecrated you or sanctified. So, in predestination, what happens is that God has a foreknowledge about a person, God knows the person. So, foreknowledge, then, second one is sanctification. Or consecration. Write that one also down. Then the third one is God said, and I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. So the third one is ordination. Ordination. Write them down. Some of you don't understand. God did all these things to you before you were born, but you don't even know. You don't even know. That God knew you. After God knew you, He sanctified you. And after He sanctified you, he ordained you as what you are supposed to become on the earth. As for Jeremiah, God said to Jeremiah that I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. So somebody can also be ordained as something else to something else. Not all people are ordained to nations. get that the foreknowledge of God then the consecration then ordination now follow me I want to show you how all these things started follow me I don't want anybody to 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 miss what I'm about to say so follow me carefully I want us to read a scripture from Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. The book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 22. Now listen to what the word of God said. Ye men of Israel... Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Verse 23, the Bible says, 
him being delivered by the determinate counsel. Jesus was delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. <laughs> the determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God. The determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God. These two things came together before Jesus was delivered. Are you all with me? Good. Now, so first, there is a predeterminate counsel of God. What is the predeterminate counsel of God? We are actually talking about predestination here. So first, there is what we call the counsel of God. This counsel of God is a predeterminate one. Now, what is this counsel of God? Follow me carefully. Before a person is born on this earth, a lot of things take place in heaven, in the realms of the universe, before the person appears on the earth. Now, as you are here listening to me, maybe you are yet to marry, so you have not yet given birth. But let's say you are going to give birth in three years' time. The question now is, where is that your child you are yet to give birth to? Where is that your baby boy? Is it now that God is about to create that baby boy? Or what? Where is that baby boy? That you have not you have not yet given birth to this is what god was actually talking to jeremiah about he said jeremiah before your mother even got pregnant of you before your father even met your mother under that almond tree to 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 talk about your woman you look beautiful you know you are this you are this you are this you are this for your mother to fall in love with your father i knew you I consecrated you and I ordained you as a prophet. So listen, Jeremiah was even a prophet before his mother got pregnant of him. Mm. So which part of Jeremiah was the prophet? Which part of Jeremiah did God ordain? Which part of him did God consecrate?
Are you all following? Are you getting? Somebody is thinking plenty. Listen, God is done with creation. God is done with creation. God will not create anything again. Everything has already been created. So whatever you have not yet seen is already there. All that we are waiting for is a formation of what has already been created. So that your child that you give birth to is already with God. But when it comes to the matter of formation, your decision is needed also. This is where destiny becomes a bit critical. Until you, as a human being, until if you're a lady, until you have an affair, you sleep with your husband, and for the sperms to fuse with your ovaries, there will never be the formation of the body of a child. So God said to Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew thee. So now, the foreknowledge, the consecration, and the ordination happen in the realm of God called the counsel of God. The counsel of God. The counsel of God. The counsel of God. Now, this counsel of God takes place in the realm, it is also known as the Trinitarian Council. In that council, it is God, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit that come together and they take a certain decision. So if I am a prophet just as I am, there was a council in the Trinitarian circle that we are going to make somebody on the earth called Seth and this guy that will come to the earth we are ordaining him a prophet now then all of a sudden they called out my spirit and see they said Seth appeared my spirit appeared then when my spirit appeared God knew me after he knew me he consecrated me and after he consecrated me, he ordained me as a prophet in that council. By then, my mother was not even born. <laughs> my mother had her own council that God decreed concerning her life. Every human being that has come to this earth, there was a predeterminate council of God concerning that person's life so whatever you would become was once determined and declared among the father the son and the Holy Ghost before even Adam was made 
That is what we call predestination. So if you will be a prophet, God has already ordained you a prophet. That does not really mean that when you wake up and you know, get out and say, I'm a prophet, I'm a prophet. No. There is a pathway that you need to follow. That pathway is your destiny. There is a pathway you need to follow. That is why Jesus was the Son of God. But when he, when he was born, he was not going about telling people, I'm the Son of God. It was God that announced that He is my Son. And that even took place after 30 years of Jesus waiting. Are you all following? Great. So follow, pal, follow. Good. Now, this Trinitarian council, where the Father stood, the Word stood, and the Spirit also stood, then they started communicating among themselves. The Father will speak to the Son, then the Son will speak to the Spirit, then the Spirit will speak back to the Father. So it was a speaking among themselves. And that speaking among themselves was known as fellowship. It is called koinonia. Koinonia. Fellowship. 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 Koinonia. The speaking among the Godhead is called fellowship. So fellowship actually started among the Godhead. And when the fellowship, the speakings were going on, the speakings were going on. The speakings hit a certain higher frequency. Then the father, who was the administrative head among the Godhead, spoke a word and said, Let us make man. That is what happened in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let us make man. So when the speakings were going on, the father shouted, Let us make Amos. And let him be a prophet to the nations of the world. All of a sudden, the moment Amos' name was mentioned, his spirit appeared. So, whilst the speakings were going on, the father screamed, Let us make Josie. Let us make Jacqueline. Let us make Daniel. So, man actually is a product of fellowship. That is why anytime a man loses his fellowship with the Holy Ghost, he has lost his essence to life. Man is a product of fellowship. So, as we are here on this earth, our greatest tool, what we are supposed to even do here, we cannot do it without fellowship. We cannot do it without fellowship with the Holy Ghost. So, now, 
after the counsel of God was declared, and God said, Let us make Yaira Josie, let us make Joyce, let us make Daniel. All of a sudden, the spirit of Daniel appeared, and God first knew the spirit of Daniel. And God consecrated the spirit of Daniel. And God now ordained Daniel as a prophet. He said, Daniel, you are a prophet. This is how you are going to this earth to fulfill your assignment as a prophet. Then God brought out something known as the book of destiny. It is also known as the testimony scroll. The testimony scroll the testimony scroll it is in this book of destiny or the testimony scroll that all that daniel is supposed to come to this earth to do is written understand that as all these things are going on your mother has not yet given has not even yet become pregnant Now, so Daniel, the spirit of Daniel received the testimony scroll that God has written concerning Daniel. And the testimony scroll has everything that Daniel is supposed to become on the earth. And that is also known as the blueprint of destiny. The blueprint of destiny. So anytime you visit a prophet and he begins to prophesy to you and say you, you become a mighty prophet to the nations of the world. What actually is going on is that the prophet is reading what is already in your testimony scroll to you. What is already in your testimony scroll is what the prophet is reading to you. Now, the moment God hands over the testimony scroll to the spirit of Daniel, Daniel will rise up and stand before the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And Daniel will say, All that you have asked me to come and do, I, Daniel, I will do it. Now, all these things happened before you were born. You said, all that God you have asked me to do, I will do it. And the moment Daniel receives that and declares that word of assurance to God, it is sealed in the heavens. And once it is sealed in the heavens, all that God is waiting for is that your father and your mother will meet. And when they meet, they will, the sperm cells from your father will fuse with the, with the ovaries from your mother. And then an embryo will be formed. That embryo actually is your physical body. So that spirit that was actually with God 
that God was ordaining, that God was consecrating, is actually called the created spirit. Do you remember that the Bible said, God said, I will let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Verse 27 of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible said, so God created man in his image. God created man in his image. So your spirit was the one that was created by God. But that body in your mother's womb was formed. According to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, the Bible says, So God formed man of the dust of the ground. So your spirit was created, but your body was formed. So the creation and the formation, when we put all of them together, we call it the making of man. So when God said, let us make man, he was actually saying that I am going to create and form man. So your spirit was created. That is why I said God has already created everything. But not all things have yet been formed. Because the child that I would give birth to, he has already been created. It is his spirit that has already been created. But his body has not yet been formed because I have not yet married to meet my wife for my sperm cell to hit my wife's ovaries for my, the body of my son to be formed. Are you getting the picture now? Good. So the spirit was created in God's image. The body was formed to God's likeness. And the likeness of God is actually unto the mother and the father. That is why anytime a child is formed in the mother's womb and the child is born, it is either the child looks like the mother or like the father. We will go there, but I want to take my time. We are talking about decoding your destiny decoding your destiny so now my mother has met my father and they got married and they did the job they were supposed to do on that honeymoon and after that job there was an infusion of the sperm cell from my father and the ovaries from my mother. Then I was formed. Now, when I started being formed, one part of my body was formed first. I don't want to go into all those things. It will get many of you confused. But when the body is forming in my mother's womb and I get to the third month, Three months in my mother's womb, it is called the first trimester. The first trimester. The first trimester. The moment my body hits three months in my mother's womb, the spirit which God ordained as a prophet will be sent from the counsel of God to my mother's womb. And now, from the counsel of God to my mother's womb is about millions and zillions of realms away. 
uncountable realms from the counsel of God. Understand, the counsel of God is far beyond heaven. So before I even got to my mother's womb, I passed through heaven. And I passed through many realms from heaven and other realms of the spirit before I ended up in my mother's womb. So when a woman is pregnant, from the first month, second month, things might not really show. Sometimes if, even if you take scan, it will look blare. You will not even know what it means. It will be very difficult for you to even determine the gender of the child at that time. But the moment the pregnancy hits three months, at that point in time, changes will start occurring in the pregnant woman because another spirit has entered into the woman. And let me show you something. When you look at the womb of a woman, when you look at the womb of a woman, when you look at the womb of a woman, the womb of a woman actually I wish this thing was a video so that all of you could see. When you look at the womb of a woman, it is like, let's say a round thing, a round thing. Then there is two um, fallopian tubes facing each other on top of that round thing. Is somebody getting the picture? Good. So now, two fallopian tubes are facing each other on top of that round thing. That round thing actually is the womb. The womb. Now, the word womb in Hebrew is rakam. And it is the same word for mercy. 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 The word womb in Hebrew is rakam, which means mercy. That is why if you are a woman and you don't show mercy, you are not living the life of a woman. You need to be re-engineered. There is something God has planted in women that makes them have compassion, strange compassion. You let your own child, you are a man, let your own child urinate in your white shirt, which you are going to use to go for a certain conference meeting that will fetch you some dollars. When your, your child urinates in that white shirt, as a man, you need strange compassion, else you will slap the, the child. 
But a child can defecate on the mother's lap. And as Antifonoma, it did back, it would do no clone. Or say, Sabofra, a jan and nine, a goose, a swan, your papa, your child, Tonchini. This is the sign of mercy and compassion. So now, let's look at the womb of the woman. The womb of the woman is like a round thing with the fallopian tube facing each other on top of it. And I said the womb is also known as mercy, rakam, mercy or compassion. Now, there is something in the temple of God, in the holy of holies, and that thing is called the ark of the covenant. The ark of the covenant. The ark of the covenant. Now, when you look at the ark of the covenant, on top of it, it has two cherubim facing each other. Two cherubim facing each other. The same way two fallopian tubes are facing each other. Now, as they are facing each other, they are also looking a bit on the on the top of I don't know if I'm getting the point I'm making. As they are facing each other, they are also looking down on the topmost part of the Ark of the Covenant. And that topmost part of the Ark of the Covenant they are looking at is called the mercy seat. The mercy seat. The mercy seat. So what is God trying to say? The womb of a woman actually is a symbol of the Ark of the Covenant. No wonder the womb in Hebrew is called mercy. So the fallopian tubes are actually a symbol of the two cherubim facing each other. In fact, there are certain things, certain characters in a fallopian tube that the cherubim also have. But we are not talking about that one today. We talk about that one later. I'm believing God that will talk about the temple of God as man one day. And many of you will run away from this poor green line. <laughs> May God show us mercy. You then understand why God calls you that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So now, in the times of old, when the high priest enters the Holy of Holies, he stands in front of the Ark of the Covenant. And when he stands in front of the Ark of the Covenant, he will release, he will sprinkle blood on the mercy seat. Blood on the mercy seat. And I said that the mercy seat is actually the womb of a woman. And the womb of a woman doesn't joke with blood. It is actually the house of blood. The house of blood. The womb of a woman is the house of blood because blood actually moves to and fro in the womb of every woman 
and the fa- the movement of the blood to and fro in the womb of a woman is actually what gives the woman compassion and mercy. So now, when the high priest entered the Holy of Holies, he will sprinkle blood on the mercy seat. And when he sprinkles the blood on the mercy seat, there is one thing that he is waiting for. And that thing that he is waiting for is a spark of light. A spark of light. And that spark of light will, will just instantly appear in the midst of the two cherubim. It is like a circle of light. A circle of light that will appear supernaturally it will appear by itself between the two cherubim the moment that light appears it means that God has accepted the sacrifice of the blood if he sprinkles the blood on the mercy seat and that supernatural light does not appear it means God has not accepted the sacrifice now the appearance of that light is actually the same way the spirit of a child that is sent from the counsel of god into the mother's womb at the first trimester which is the third month it is the same way the spirit of the child appears so from the beginning your spirit is like a circle of light that appears in your mother's womb You get in the picture here. Great. Great. Now, the moment your spirit mingles with the body in your mother's womb, as your spirit is coming, your body is also being formed in your mother's womb. The moment your spirit comes in contact with your body in your mother's womb, you now become a living soul. You become a living soul. So get the definition of destiny that I gave. I said, destiny is the spiritual pathway of the soul. It is the spiritual pathway of the soul on earth it is the spiritual pathway of the soul on earth now when your spirit comes your spirit cannot be walking on the physical surface of the earth it is only your body that has access to the physical surface of the earth and your body too is lifeless without your spirit So the moment your spirit links up with your body and the energy of your spirit is too high and greater than the energy of your body. Because of that, a certain bridge must be created between your spirit and your body so that what is in your spirit that God wants you to fulfill must pass through that bridge and end up in your body so that it can manifest on the earth. That bridge through which what is in your spirit will pass for your destiny to manifest through your body on the earth is called your soul 
So the moment your spirit comes in contact with your body, bam, your soul appears. And the moment your soul, you become a living soul, your spirit will now hand over that testimony scroll to your soul. So now, at that point, it is your soul that is supposed to fulfill all that God wrote about you. From that point, it is your soul that is supposed to fulfill all that God wants for you on this earth. That is why the Bible said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Once you lose your soul, you have lost touch of destiny. Get that? Once you lose your soul, you have lost touch of destiny. And let me tell you this. Losing your soul is not only, does not only happen when you die. This is what many people don't understand. Losing your soul does not only happen when you die. There are so many ways and means a man can lose his soul. Because your soul actually has faculties. You don't just lose a soul just like that. No. You begin to lose your soul gradually. Because there are certain parts of your soul that you begin to lose them one by one. And when we're talking about man, we, 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 we studied that. So please, if you were not here, go to the podcast. Search the Prophet Set Uwusu podcast. You will get some of the, my, the messages that I, I uploaded. There is one of them. The title is Man. Just download that and listen. You get to the point where we spoke about the faculties of the human soul. So your soul is not just one thing that you can lose. No. No. You can be alive and still you will be losing your soul gradually. Because this thing called losing of soul is a business transaction that is going on. It is a business transaction. Look at what the Bible said. The word of God says that what shall it profit a man? So now, Profit has come into the matter. Profit. Anytime you hear profit, you are talking about business here. What shall it profit a man if he gains? So there is gaining also here. The whole world and loses, so there is loss. Hmm. So we have profit, we have gain, and we have loss. We are talking about business transaction. So a man can be here on this earth and this man actually is going through business transactions. He's, he's selling his soul for things and he's not aware. And as you keep selling your soul, you are selling your destiny gradually and you are not aware. That is why God will tell you sometimes, don't do this and we don't understand. Because when we disobey God and we do what he has told us not to do, we have sold parts of our souls, which is parts of our destiny, to things. Only 
Only God knows what you sold to the devil when you slept with that lady God said you shouldn't sleep with. Hey! So look at all the things that God actually placed in your destiny. Some of you, as I'm talking, some of you are saying, Hey, so all these things happened to me. I traveled from the council of God, moved from this place, this, 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 this. I entered into my mother's room. This, this, this. So all these things happened. So look at this precious destiny God has given you. And just one fornication, just pleasure that you had on the bed of fornication, took all those things out of your hands. What will you go and tell God? What will you go and tell God? What will you go and tell God? So Paul can beg. Paul, Paul himself, he can go on his knees and beg. He said, I beseech you, brethren, in the name I beseech you, I beg, I beg you. I am begging you, present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. Hey! Present your bodies as living sacrifices unto God. Right. So now, when our, our mothers formed, our bodies were being formed in the wombs of our mothers. When the body that was being formed hit three months, our spirit was sent. And the moment our spirit entered and got connected to the body, the soul appeared. And your destiny was now in the hands of your soul. So whatever you use your soul to do, it is either you are causing your destiny to be fulfilled or you are wasting and losing your destiny. That is why your soul is very, very important. In fact, once you are on this earth, you are your soul. And everything you do with your body right now is even in the account of your soul. Everything you do with your body, even on this earth, is in the account of your soul. It is the soul of a man that will be judged, not the body. Everything. That is why if anything is pushing you, you see, how can you let this body, that will not be judged, lead you to do something that will later be in the account of your soul? So now, the moment your soul comes alive in, the, in your mother's womb, understand, your spirit mingles, comes in connection with your body and your soul sparks, your soul is, is formed. And when your soul appears, 
So your soul actually appears also in your mother's womb when you are three months. So as you are three months in your mother's womb, your soul is inside you. Then your body begins to form. Your body begins to form gradually, gradually, gradually. Then when you hit six months, we are now seeing a certain kind of form. We are now seeing your head, your neck, and every part of you. We are seeing here, 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 and here. We are now, we are actually come to see that you are a female. We are now seeing all these things. When you get to the seventh, eighth month, your bones are forming. Everything is becoming strong. When you get to the ninth month, you have become a fully matured zygote or fetus. Then your mother gives birth to you. The moment your mother gives birth to you, they look at your face as a female child and they say, you look like your mother. You look like your mother. You look like your mother. So there is a certain likeness in the body that was formed. And now this body that was formed actually picked things because the body was not just formed straightforward but it was formed as a result of something your father brought and something your mother brought so when we look at your body actually your body actually consists of things from your father and things from your mother and these things that come from both your father and mother become a bloodline matter Can I say something here? Good. Follow me carefully. There are certain things in this universe. There are certain things in this universe, in the life of a man, if you joke with them, your destiny can quickly be destroyed. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. Because those things have a direct link to our souls. I'm about to mention them, so open your ears and listen to me. The first one is your blood. Your blood. Your blood. your blood the second one follow me carefully the second one comes in the dimension of both male and female this one is for teaching purposes so please don't think overboard i'm about to say something so please don't think overboard this one is for teaching purposes for you to understand something the first one is your blood the second one, when we come to the male, the second one is the sperm of a male. The sperm of a male. But when we come to a female, there is a certain fluid that comes out of a female. There is a certain fluid. There is not menstrual blood that's not what i'm that one 
come, can come under the dimension of the blood. But when a man and a woman, when a man and a woman are about to have an affair, all of a sudden the woman becomes wet. I said this one is for teaching purposes, so don't think overboard. The woman becomes wet. That fluid. That fluid, when it is taken out of a woman, that fluid, when it is taken out of a woman by an evil person, he can use that to quickly shatter the woman's destiny. The same way, when an evil personality gets the sperm of a man, he can use it to quickly destroy the man's destiny. That is why you need to be very careful. With the one you sleep with, I'm talking about your wife or your husband. Because these fluids have serious direct link with your soul. Listen, I've heard and seen couples that the man took his sperm and the woman took that fluid that comes out. And they went to a juju man with it and said, Juju man, we have been poor all, all, our, all our lives. We have given birth to plenty children. We don't have money to take care of them. And the juju man said, What have you brought? And they said, The woman said, I brought the fluid. And the man said, I brought my sperm. And the, the juju man said, You have brought something that can quickly make you rich. The man used those two things as something. And after two days, they started getting money. <laughs> Both the man and the woman agreed to bring these two fluids of themselves to make themselves rich. I'm not saying you should go and do that. It is an ungodly thing. Be it far away from you to think on that side. I want to show you the power of these fluids. That is why I'm saying this. Don't take some of these things for granted, though. That is why if you're a young lady, you're a young guy, one of the easiest ways you can shut off and destroy your own destiny is through masturbation. Listen to me carefully. Through masturbation. If you are here and that spirit of masturbation is haunting you, I break it by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. It is a devilish thing that can shatter the destinies of people. It is the fastest way to destroy your destiny. The fastest, the fastest. Do you know people that have sold their spams for huge sums of money? Spirits feed on blood, on sperms, and fluids from, from women. Spirits feed on them. 
So those, those fluids are not supposed to come out of a person for fun. Be very careful and respect these parts of you. You might not hear this knowledge from anywhere. I'm teaching you from the very depth of my heart. One of the easiest ways a man can lose money quickly, quickly is through masturbation. Yeah, you can strive for money, sir, you will not get it. If you are into masturbation. If those kind of fluids come out of you for fun, you just, just draw them out of you, just like that. Be very careful. Great. Are you all with me, please? May the Lord grant, grant you grace. All right. Good. Now, so as a man, as you, are now, you have now been born, you have parts of your mother and parts of your father. And because you are connected through blood and these fluids, there are issues in family that move by blood. They are called bloodline issues. They can be good. They can be evil. So once you are, you are born by a certain man and woman, if something evil is in the man's family, it is following you because you are related by blood. If something good is in the man's family, it will follow you because you are related by blood. We are talking about destiny here. So there are people, because of the mothers and fathers that gave birth to them, the destiny that God purposed them to become, because of what the mothers and the fathers did with their own lives, these people who have been born by these parents are having trouble in order to fulfill their destiny. So there are people, they are called to be great prophets. But their fathers were into serious womanizing. And when they were born, that bloodline thing was transferred to them also. So instead of them to focus on the work of God, they are also into womanizing. And the devil capitalizes on that to destroy their calling and destiny. So the thing is, even though you have a testimony scroll that carries whatever God has written concerning your life, but your body that was formed also can choke what is written on the testimony scroll. In the 
enti yanwo obi mra asasi so no na ebusua wo beto mu no yedi kan atra to se ebusua wo mu obi antimi nya sofo da what if in your testimony school you are supposed to become a prophet it means that family will start fighting your testimony school in the blueprint of your destiny until you get an upper hand that will loose you from that bloodline pattern you will still be under an oppression of the devil and your destiny will not emerge so that many people when you see them you can can say this one has a great call of god but the person is struggling because of the things going on in the family but i pray for you in the name of the lord jesus every bloodline issue in your family contending with your testimony school i pray may the hand of the lord strike it down in the name of jesus some of you when we look at your destiny god has purposed you to become someone that will bring harmony to marriages and god wants to start this thing by giving you a glorious marriage so that your marriage will be an example to other marriages but you were born into a family that they don't allow people to marry then you will know that this actually is a direct battle against your destiny But I pray that the Lord will grant us grace and cause us to fulfill his assignment in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Good. So now, once you are born, once you are born, there are other parts of destiny from your father and mother that tries to mingle with what God has already written concerning your life. This is why some people are living a life that their fathers lived. Some young ladies their their mothers were running after men. So they also they can't stay with one man. They are chasing after men. It is a life that their mothers lived. that has become part and parcel of them if that is the case then a life your father or your mother lived can have a certain connection to your destiny a life your mother or your father lived can have a certain connection to your destiny What do I mean? 
as you are here, there are four main places that the matters of your destiny are written. I've been talking about this. There are four main places that the matters of your destiny have been written. The first one is inside your spirit. And what is inside your spirit is the testimony scroll, which your spirit now handed over to your soul. Then apart from your spirit, the second one is in the stars, in the stars, in the stars. So everybody that is on the surface of this earth has a star. So when we read the book of Mark chapter 2, the Bible says that Matthew chapter 2, when Jesus was born, a star appeared. When Jesus was born, a star appeared. Now, this star that appeared, the Bible said there were certain people who were taking their sheep to graze them even upon in the wilderness. They were the people that saw the star. And the moment they saw the star, they looked at the star and they started reading something in the star. And the first thing they saw and read in the star was that somebody has been born. The second thing they saw was that the person that has been born is a male child. The third thing they saw was that this male child that has been born will be, will be a king. Hey, so somebody can look into your star and look and see the day you were born and see whether you are a male or female and also see what you will become. That is to say that Part of your destiny also is written in your star. And that your star is linked to your date of birth. Because the day that you will be born is the day that your star will appear. So anybody that gains access into your star can see what you will become. And if that person is an evil person, he can start to destroy your destiny. If that person is a good person too, he can start to help you fulfill your destiny. So the people that saw the matter of Jesus, they were good people. So they followed the star, they came to Jesus and they presented gifts unto him. But when the matters of Jesus' destiny in the star was told even unto, unto Herod, Herod wanted to kill Jesus. What if Herod was the first person that saw what was written in Jesus' star, he would have killed Jesus quickly. The other part of you that your destiny is written is on your forehead. On your forehead. On your forehead. And on your forehead, it is not a physical writing. The only physical dimension of decoding a person's destiny from his forehead is by the shape of the forehead and by the lines on the forehead. Haven't you seen that there are lines on everybody's forehead? Lines. 
Haven't you seen? Good. Those lines actually ha- have a reading about who you will become, but you don't know. And the shape of your forehead can also say something about your destiny. Jackie, how are you doing? Hey, where is Jackie? I'm just asking how she's doing. Okay. Jackie, you have 27 days fasting to do no water, no food. If she's not sleeping, where is she? Alright. So we'll go into all these things. I'll let you know. So, man of God, the, the shape of my forehead is like this. What does it mean? Then I'll tell you what it means. Man of God, this is how the lines on my forehead are like. What does it mean? I will show you what it means. We will go into all these things. That's why I said this series is huge. And this message alone, eh, I know what God will do with this message. It will travel very far. Right now, the small, small messages that we have on Podbean, we have 23,000 people that have downloaded it. 23,000 people. And I know when this message is uploaded, it will go very far. Because a lot of people don't understand matters of destiny. And by the special grace of God, I'm going to show you what you can see about your own self. That is telling you something about your destiny. Okay, the next part of you that your destiny is also written is in your palm. Onsem, your palm. Onsem. See, when you look into your palm, there are certain lines in your palm. Certain lines. They are not there for fashion. They are not there for fashion. They speak volumes about your life and your destiny on this earth. And I'm going to take my time. I will break, I will break them down one by one, one by one, one by one. Listen, those lines that are in your palm, is it the devil that placed them there? Is it the devil that placed those lines in your palm? No. So how did you get these lines? You got them from your parents. From your mother and father. You can even look into your palm and know that if you don't take care, you will die quickly. You can know. And if you look into your palm and you see that, hey, if I don't take care, I will die. What will you do? As a believer, what will you do?
You will pray. Who will you pray to? You pray to God. And the prayer you are praying to God is that God should change that thing for you. Is that not so? Good. And when God changes that thing for you, it will appear in your hand that God has changed it. So when you look into your palm again, you will know that that plot of death that was against you that you saw has changed. So the lies that we see in our palms, they are not permanent, they keep changing. They keep changing. It is not the devil that placed them in your palm. Anybody that tells you that if you understand the lines in your palm and you know that this is going to happen, this evil thing is going to happen, and you pray for God, if anybody that tells you that that thing is an evil thing, is an ignoramus. I'm telling you the gospel truth because there are certain Christian, there are certain churches, pastors speak against some of these things. Ah, okay, let me tell you something. There are many times when an evil plan is against your life, you can dream and see it. Do you know that? Good. Sometimes when the devil... Do you know that people even dream and they forget? There are people the devil can attack their spiritual eyes. They don't even dream. There are people they don't even dream. When the devil plots something evil about you and he doesn't want you to know, he can block your dreams. You will not see it. And if you are not close to any prophet too that can tell you, but at that same time that you are forgotten, you can't remember dreams, you can't even dream, and no prophet is around you. At that same time, that thing is in your palm. And you will know that there is an evil plot against me. And you will stop. Some of these things are evil. If I catch some of these things are evil, I don't know whether it is the devil that came to draw those lines in your palm. That is why many people have lost their lives because they were about to travel. They saw something in their palms and no, this thing looks like my lifeline is breaking. And this lifeline that is breaking means I might have an accident or something or I might fall sick and die or anything might try to cut my life short. And I am about to travel for a funeral. I went to see my pastor and I said, Pastor, I don't know, but I have an understanding about the lines in my palm. I saw that my lifeline is breaking at a point. And it is a symbol that if I don't take care, something is trying to cut my life short. So I don't know, kindly pray for me. And your pastor, who is an ignoramus, who said, you, you are following these kind of people, you are following this, 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 nothing will happen to you. Stop it and go for your funeral. The person will travel and get an accident and die. He's the one that allowed the devil to kill the person. Listen, 
Don't let anybody deceive you. There are many things, eh? The Holy Ghost will never tell you straightforward. He will never tell you that, that. Until you look into your palm. Let me tell you. There are many of you, you can even discover、mm, that you have step siblings. Holy Ghost has not even told you this. You can discover that you have step siblings somewhere else. And if you yourself, if you don't take care, you might have step children as well. Because your father has, has、um, step children somewhere. The Holy Ghost might not reveal this to you. A prophet might not tell you this. But when you check in your palm, you see it. And the moment you see that you have step siblings and your father is the one that gave birth to these step children, and you are also a male child, and if care is not taken, you might also follow the trend of your father. When you see that in your palm, rise up and start praying. Holy Ghost, this is what I have seen. Lord, I don't want to fall prey to this thing. Lord, change this thing, change this thing. Then you begin to pray. Holy Ghost did not reveal this to you in a vision, no, but you saw it in your palm. It is a way of revelation. Do you know the number of people that understood these things and they saw evil things about to happen and they prayed and God changed it for them? Do you know? So I, felt, I said there are four main places that your destiny is written. The first one is your spirit, the second one, your star. The third one, your forehead, and the fourth one, your palm. I want to end here and take a few questions. God willing, tomorrow we are going to delve deeper into all these four parts that destiny is written. We'll first talk about the spirit, we'll talk about the star, we'll talk about the, the forehead, and we'll talk about the palm. It might not be one day because each and every one of them actually is a whole series on its own. So don't miss God willing tomorrow. Because you will be losing a lot. So don't miss God willing tomorrow. God bless you. Is there any question? I, hope, I believe somebody has been blessed tonight. Has somebody been blessed tonight? Great. Anita Pobi said, How do you read the lines in your palm? Don't worry. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that, Anita. I'll talk about that. And when we get to the point of the palm, I, I, I think what will help is that we will do Zoom meeting. We will do Zoom meeting. Zoom. Because if I try to do it here on Port Bean, Many of you will not understand because it needs a lot of illustrations. I'll let all of us to download the Zoom app. So, delete those Shatawale and Kwame Eugene and Kidi and Wan Wan can promise. Delete all their nonsense songs and download Zoom for something spiritual and purposeful. Now, Mitya has said, please say, why is it that most prophets are attacked in their stomach? <laughs> Although this question is for the school of their prophets. <laughs> If I try to explain it here, many people will not understand. It is for the school of their prophets. 
there is a certain connection between your stomach and the Holy Ghost and the prophetic gift. A certain connection between your stomach, the Holy Spirit, and the prophetic gift. A certain connection. So most of the times, then, when a person, I have seen a lot of times that somebody who is called to be a prophet, who has his prophetic symbol in the spirit realm as an eagle, most of the times when I am I'm prophesying and I see that, you see that an eagle will enter into the person's stomach. And many of you have heard me prophesying and I've said that several times, that I saw an eagle entering your belly. Good. There is a certain connection between your stomach and the prophetic gift. I can't explain it into details here, but I'll do that on um, School of the Prophets. One of, I think I started talking about that, but I didn't really go deep into that. So um, I'll, I'll talk on the other one. I'll answer it for you, okay? God bless you. Becklin said, please, babies that are miscarried and those that die at birth, is that their destiny? No. No. Nobody was made to be miscarried. Nobody was made to be aborted. And no child was made to die at birth. That is not their destiny. There are a lot of things that can come in connection to that. Some of these things can be highly spiritual from the dark side and also from some physical dimensions. We'll talk about the physical dimensions and we'll talk about the spiritual side as well. So the devil can abort a child's life. But most of the times, when the devil wants to call somebody to miscarry, it's very easy from the first month to the um, second month. And I say two and a half months. From the first day of conception to two and a half months, it's very easy for the devil to cause miscarriage. But the moment the spirit of the child enters into the womb, at the third month, it becomes a little bit difficult. But even that one, they can. But it becomes much more difficult when the pregnancy grows, uh, even to the seventh month, the eighth month, it becomes difficult. That is why anybody that gets pregnant to um, seventh month, eighth month, the person does not miscarry. Have you understood that? The person does not miscarry. It is either they kill the child in the womb and they will take the child out of the mother's um, womb. Miscarriage only happens at um, the beginnings of the pregnancy or because the spirit has not really entered. And even when the spirit enters, the body has not really been formed. So miscarriages can happen. But all these things are demonic attacks and sometimes too 
It can be physical, but physical no one said that no so. Much more. What do what do I mean by physical? Let's say um. There is a particular kind of food. If you keep eating, if you keep eating that particular kind of food, it will even have effect on your menstrual cycle. So most of you young ladies, when you eat sweets, a lot of sweets in the course of a particular month, you realize that you struggle a lot when you are when you are、um, menstruating. How many of you have have, have realized that? Good. So this one is not devilish. It is a physical thing that you did that is causing that. It is the same way. Certain kinds of food and certain kinds of lifestyle can cause you to miscarry your baby. Do you know that when a person gets pregnant afresh, the person is not supposed to be doing heavy, heavy, heavy kinds of、um, things. You, can, you cannot be carrying a lot of load. You cannot be running fast like that. You see, you can quickly abort the, the, the baby. You can quickly miscarry, and it might not be a devilish thing. It might be a physical thing. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Good. So the devil has his part, and physically also, human, the woman or the man can also have a role. So. There are some men when their wives get pregnant. When your wife gets pregnant, please, if you're a young man here, when your wife gets pregnant, don't sleep with her in that kind of giddy 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 manner. In fact, when she gets pregnant from the beginning, let her be. Let the pregnancy grow to about seven months, six months, seven months before you can start. Maybe um, you know. Having an affair, small, small. I mean, small, small. I'm teaching you something, oh. Small, small. That one helps. It is very, very important. We call it watering of the seed. Watering of the seed. We do it by a bar. It was so gugu suzu. It is very, very necessary. So when your wife hits the 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 point of seven months, there, getting to the eighth month, now you now begin to, you know. Yeah, do all those kind of things. At that point, to slowly, you know, yeah, it is just to you know help her. Let me tell you something. Many of you don't understand. When a woman gets pregnant and hits the stage of six months, her libido, her sexual edge, grows higher than the normal woman. I'm telling you. It's true, very very true. The sexual desire in a pregnant woman who has got into the stage of the sixth, seventh month is very high, very 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 high, very 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 high. And that is the time too that, as a man, you are supposed to have time for the woman and whatever she is looking for. Give it to her. I'm saying this to only the married couple. If you are not married, and you try this at home, God will judge you.
Yes, don't try this at home. A wrestling, a human habit. Don't try this at home. And I take a hurry free strawberry heavens. Uzu go hurry. Go hurry. Hmm. Unim se wabusu ya munu ye hurry. Ye hurry. Alright, alright. So, um, Becklin, that is it. It is not the destiny of any child that it, 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 he or she should be mis miscarried, aborted, or die at birth. All these things can be at the attacks of the enemy and also it can be through some physical means. That is why some women, when they get pregnant, some herbal mixtures, they will tell you, haven't you heard those things? Yeah, you can kill your baby instantly if you try to take some of these drugs. Exactly. And now, Oba, yeah, Oma Kranovo. It might not be a devilish thing, but a drone economy in Nintendo. Ubego Kuma Kran. So, there are physical means where you can also kill your own child and stuff. All right, any other question? Any other question? Any other question? Anita said, can we have sections of our destiny? I'm not getting the question clear. Can you please um, make it a bit clearer for me? Okay, I need I'm waiting for the clarity. Alright, any other question? Any other question? Okay, Namiti has said, please say, if people design to help you fulfill your destiny, disobey to help, can there be a replacement of those persons? Oh yes. Let me show you something. Everything that God has called you to become on this earth. There are other two people who are standing behind you. They also have their own destinies. But the moment you fail to do it, there are two people standing behind you that can do it perfectly. That is why there are many times, eh, sometimes when a prophet is prophesying, he will say, your father failed to do this. And God said he will let you fulfill what your father failed to do. At that point, you know you are fulfilling two destinies. Yes, it is possible. Very possible. So what the Namasi now the watch retro say media dear media oh 
be there. Somebody will do it better than you are doing. The honorable is a rejection account. So understand that. Uh -huh. That is why you need to take your destiny serious. Don't play with it. Because if you fail, you think you are failing God. You are failing yourself big time. There are two people standing behind you that will feel here. They can take your They can take your destiny upon themselves and fulfill it. So get that. All right. All right. Any other question? Do you know that it was the assignment of Moses to carry the children of Israel from Egypt to the promised land? But Moses could not get there. He died on the way. And when he failed, Joshua was there to continue. So the fact that you have died on the way does not mean that the children of Israel shouldn't get to where they are supposed to go. Share. God will surely get somebody. Okay, somebody said, man of God, please, what about ectopic pregnancy? Ectopic pregnancy can also be spiritual and physical. It is the same way. The ectopic pregnancy is when the child is not inside the womb, but on the outside of the womb, a different location. A lot of things can actually um, happen for that thing to occur. Okay, Becklin said, if someone gets pregnant out of wedlock, is the child an accident or it was God's plan? No child is an accident, that, except the one you have gone from Subruku. And from Konfoyebi, and from Antwenzu Nyama. Mm. Someone said, Can we have different parts of one's destiny, like marital, purpose, marital? purpose assignment you see oh the thing is then what god has called you to become you have a specific destiny to fulfill now all there are faculties of your life finances marriage childbirth all these things are natural things but there is something god has said concerning your destiny in all those parts of your life this is why God can specifically tell somebody, you, you are supposed to marry a man of God. Yes, I made the man of God with No. It is for the person's destiny sake. This is what will help the person. You get it? But that, so there is a financial destiny that you have. It will destiny now be fulfilling. There is a financial part. There is a marital part. There is a child children part. Will be destiny, mono. The marital part, and in the end, say he shouldn't marry that. I'm not worried. Will be so so no destiny, mono. The financial part, and in the end, say he will never get money like Dan Guti and the rest. But he would, he would, he would, he would be somebody that will get money. But his wealth will never reach Dan Guti and um, 
the rest. So there's a specific word for everybody's destiny in other faculties. Anita, are you getting the point I'm making? Good. All right, so get that. All right, lovely people of God. Lovely people of God. God bless you all for joining this evening. God bless you for joining this evening. We would, we would end here and continue, God willing, tomorrow in the evening, exactly 7 p.m. So please don't miss it. If you missed the session, um, right after here, I'm going to upload it on the podcast. So quickly download and listen to it. Soak it and get ready for God willing tomorrow. The Lord bless you all and keep you strong. If you want to support the work of God, the number is 0240 God bless you all and keep you all strong. We shall meet God willing tomorrow in the evening, exactly 7 p.m. for the other session of decoding your destiny. We shall meet. Bye-bye.